0: You are now listening to
1: Chakras and Shotguns.
0: Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns. This is episode eighteen. I'm Mick. And I'm Jen.
1: Welcome back.
0: So how are you doing today?
1: Um, Congested. (laughs) Yeah. We talked in the last episode about our, one of our daughters getting sick. She has uh, made an impact on the home. (laughs) Um, So I'm trying to fight this thing off like crazy. Um, Throwing a lot of different homeopathic things at it. So, bear with me if I don't want anybody to be that mean with that guy, like taking his headphones off. Like, oh my gosh, he sounds so gross. But <laughs> I will say this from a spiritual perspective: you know, we're juggling so many different things, and and I mean, people in general, we're juggling so much, and we're go, go 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 go. But nothing makes you slow your ass down or tell you to than getting sick. And I know I need to. Get some more rest, but everything is I need it, I need it, I need it now, I need it yesterday. So trying to be mindful
0: of that. Yes, indeed. We definitely need to um make sure we take some time for rest. Awesome. So um let's jump into the breath work. Um, so this is a technique we haven't done yet on any of our previous episodes. Um, it's called the bellows breath or the stimulating breath. Mm. Uh, it is a breathing technique that helps you to feel more alert, helps you to clear your mind, um, and bring in more energy. So basically how it works is we're going to sit up straight. We'll keep our mouth closed and we're going to take very quick inhales and exhales through the nose only. So you want them to be as quick as possible. Um, You want to try to get two to three cycles of inhales and exhales in one second. So very quickly. Um, And then, uh, yeah, we'll do that for five seconds. So a total of 10 to 15 inhales and exhales. And again, the idea is to help to really stimulate and get you alert. So let's give that a try. So everyone sit up straight. We'll close our mouths and begin the breathing now.
1: Thanks, Mick. That was um a different one.
0: <laughs> different in a good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel little? I mean, I know you kind of stuffed up. So I don't know if you were able to really. I know participate. I but,
1: wasn't, but um,
0: I mean, we we're recording at night for the first time, so I was like, this might be a good one for like alertness. You know. Yeah, to, I'm actually like,
1: Yeah, I'm irritated that um our first like nighttime recording, like I'm not in here like you know, feeling smooth jazz and a robe and uh, <laughs> some silk pajamas I know. and a little glass of vino and no, I'm like chugging echinacea and hoping I'm not snotty all over the mic. So
0: <laughs> You're doing fine, babe. <laughs> so Today, we're dipping our toe into uh, a huge topic that we plan on talking about over several episodes, and that's astrology. Um, as we've kind of gone into our spiritual journey, astrology has been something that's kind of popped up with different folks that we've met. Um, it's one of those things that I've had to personally like, re-examine and go back and think through some of like the the conditioning that I originally had around astrology. Hmm. Um, You know, it always just was kind of like something fun to read my horoscope in the newspaper. Yeah, I'm I'm old enough to have read my horoscope in the newspaper Um, (laughs) back when I was a kid. Um, You know, I knew a little bit about my sun sign, but I didn't really understand it or have a strong appreciation for it. Hmm. Um, But I think as we've kind of gone on this journey and I've read more about it, the like nerd in me has, you know, just been really interested in diving more into it Um, Mm. so that's kind of what led to us wanting to to have this uh, episode
1: yeah i remember growing up and my mom liked reading horoscopes um but if you ask me hell if you still ask me about the characteristics of each sign, i usually have like a one word characteristic for each of them especially if those signs aren't popping up in my own family and like my own family and friends so not my mom's fault but as i was thinking about this topic i feel like black people <laughs> black people always talk about somebody's sun sign in the negative like it's like well girl you know he is scorpio so he petty you know <laughs> and so like i, I knew scorpios are petty and cancers were like real sensitive um and like sagittarius is like the shop like that was like the like little one off characteristics that I knew. But um yeah, to Mick's point, like as we were getting into getting into our spiritual bag, you know, and reassessing like how we felt about it. Cause I always I used to feel like they were like fortune cookies. Like Yeah. It was like somebody just made it up and, you know, if you jumped around in the horoscope, it was like, well this one kinda resonates too and that one kinda resonates and that's kind of vague and, you know, they're trying to like give you a horoscope in like two to three sentences. So
0: yeah, um. So I think today we just wanted to spend some time going beyond the basic horoscopes that we're all kind of used to seeing, digging into a little bit more about, you know, just not just your sun sign, beginning into the moon sign and the rising, and more about the birth chart. Mm. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we. Sorry, did I just? Did you still like, my line? I don't think so. Oh.
1: Yeah, we won't get into every single detail, but we'll definitely cover those things that Mick was talking about. And our plan is to sprinkle in more astrology topics as we continue to create more episodes of Chakras and Shotguns. Plus, we've encountered some amazing astrologers, and we definitely want to invite them to join the show in future episodes because astrology is kind of... a uh, black hole badooch. Um <laughs> little star joke there. Um but like yeah I was like what's a moon sign? What's a rising sign? And then it just goes from there yeah. and then the transits and this and that and and it can just like take you all sorts of places. So um we're gonna start with a little background and a history lesson.
0: Um so first off astrology the term broadly means the study of the sky specifically planets and celestial objects to uncover meaning. Humans have been looking up to the sky for answers for thousands and thousands of years. Civilizations across the Middle East, Africa, China, India, and even parts of Europe have records that have been uncovered that show, you know, astrology systems. Um, I caveat that by saying, you know, we know a lot of records have been destroyed over time and haven't always survived into modern times, but the first recorded astrology system was discovered in modern-day Iraq in what was then Babylon.
1: Mm. So it would definitely take all day to list out all the civilizations that have utilized astrology and what they used it for, but a few include the Mayans. They used astrology for their calendar. The Chinese system, which developed thousands of years ago and still is used to analyze a person's destiny. So, the Chinese system applies an animal to each year, and it actually comes from observing the orbit of Jupiter. Indian or Vedic astrology traces back to the Vedas, which is the collection of texts where the chakra system was recorded. So, I think it's really cool, you know, maybe this is the nerd in me that we can be very self-centered as a civilization to be like, we're so technologically advanced and I can play tennis with my friend across the world on our virtual reality system. But how advanced is it to have no like electricity, but look up into the stars and read them? It's also like very intuitive too, right? Like I think that also speaks to, how intuitive and deeply connected these civilizations were probably because they weren't distracted by the new iPhone rolling out Um, so I I think that always blows my mind that we think these things are new concepts Mm -hmm. and they're very very old
0: yeah and I even think about like going back to growing up in the church they talk Mm -hmm. about you know the three wise men making their way to Jesus in Bethlehem Mm -hmm. okay now (laughs) Um, but they use the stars and, and they were basically, you know, astrologers who were able to study um, the positioning of the stars to to navigate their way to Bethlehem into the manger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, astrology is just this really old science that's been around for a really long time. And I don't think I appreciated that um, kind of before learning about some of these things.
1: Yeah, I think we. Um, I think. We've. Watered it down to, am I going to get a boo by the fall? <laughs> it's almost cuddle season. Cuffing season. Cuffing season. I'm sick, y'all. I can't think. Cuffing season.
0: You're also married and out of the game, so I understand.
1: There's that. <laughs> um, oh, Cuddle season. <laughs> I don't Sounds know. like a
0: Care Bear thing.
1: It's cold. <laughs> we don't kink shame.
0: I said Care Bears. What does that to do with kinks?
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about furries. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to our regularly scheduled program.
0: Anyway, okay. So um, fast forward to now, and there are quite a few systems of astrology that are being practiced. Um, as Jim mentioned, Chinese astrology and Vedic astrology are two of them. Um, there are also unique systems in countries like Burma, Tibet, Sri Lanka. Um, just to name a few.
1: Today in the West, even though I hate that term because the Earth is a sphere and who decided it was the West? White people. But today in the West, there are two primary systems in use. Those are tropical and sidereal astrology. These systems take the sky, if we were looking at the sky like a circle, and they divide it into 12 slices like a pizza. And each slice is 30 degrees. And I feel like this is going like if Johnny had five apples, you know. (laughs) But, anyways, 12 times 30 equals 360 degrees, which is the number of degrees in a circle. And then they take those same 12 slices and assign the 12 signs from Aries to Pisces. So that's how we get the zodiac. How tropical and sidereal astrology differ is in how they align those 12 slices. So tropical astrology is what you're. That's what you know. It's what you most commonly see in most horoscopes online or in the or in the newspaper. If you're a dinosaur like me, <laughs> it uses a fixed position of the constellations that has not changed since about zero AD. So the dates of the twelve zodiac signs are the same. Sidereal uses what's called the precession of the equinoxes. I'm up in equinox to make adjustments to the alignment of the 12 slices basically there are small shifts in the rotation of the earth over time and the sidereal system shifts the constellations and accounts for those so the zodiac in the sidereal system is based on how the earth shifts so if you listen to all of that and you were like I don't know what you just said tropical astrology it don't move the sky It don't move, okay? Sidereal, however, is more fluid, more dynamic, and, you know, it's accounting for, like, real time what's happening with the Earth and its movements.
0: Yeah. So um, what we have over time has developed into about a 24-degree difference between tropical and sidereal. So your sun sign, which is what most people refer to as their sign, is likely different between two systems. So for example, uh, I am a tropical Gemini, but I'm a sidereal Taurus. So yeah, we'll share some resources on how you can pull your sidereal sun sign as well as your full birth chart, uh, as well as your tropical, if you want to see that as well. Um, There are are tons of websites and readings that kind of debate the differences from both a technical and a philosophical standpoint between these two systems. Um, We'll link to a couple of those in the show notes. Um, But I think just both systems are valuable um, and you can gain a lot of insights from them both. Um, So I think it's worth exploring each of them.
1: So let's talk about birth charts. Simply put, a birth chart takes your birth date, birth time and place of birth and creates a map of where the planets were at your exact time of entering the earth based on where those plants are located different aspects of your life can be interpreted so a free resource i like the way it spits out the results love the font you can pull your tropical birth chart and your sidereal chart did i say it right yes sidereal chart at astro charts.com so when you go in and you put in all of your information, you go ahead and generate a birth chart. It will be your tropical chart. However, you'll see um, when it spits it out settings and you can toggle in between and get your sidereal chart. I had to like keep
0: saying. Yeah, we were saying sidereal for a long time. Yeah. was we trying to get it right. But yeah, it's sidereal. Sidereal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so there are, are very skilled people that you can spend some time with and they will kind of dissect your birth chart in great detail. They'll tell you about your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising, all of the planets in the solar system and how those energies kind of interact um and kind of make you the person that you are. So we've we've had a couple of great folks um who have done our birth chart readings. Um yeah, as we mentioned, we want to have a couple of them come on to the show. Um but anyway, so Let's uh cover some very basic things uh, in case you're, you're new to astrology, kind of just beyond your horoscope. Um, most people know their sun sign, um, which is where the sun appears in your birth chart, where, where it was when you were born. Um, astrologers refer to the sun sign, the moon sign, and your rising sign, also called the ascendant sign, as the big three of your birth chart. Uh, and those are the three we want to kind of talk a little bit more about today. Um, so if you want to go pull your birth chart, on the site that Jen mentioned, uh, feel free to pause the episode uh, and come back and we will just talk through um, the sun sign, moon sign, and rising.
1: So your sun sign is the strongest representation of you. It represents you, your willpower, and your creativity. I think some people say it's like, it's the essence of who you are.
0: Yeah, the sun is kind of the strongest energy in our solar system. So like, think about it as like, that light that's like shining off of you as who you are, right? That's, mm. that's uh, the representation of the sun. Um, I think a lot of people have a good handle on the sun sign and kind of some of the stereotypes, like, you know, cancers are emotional or Tauruses are stubborn. Ooh. You mentioned Scorpios being petty, but there's also like the Scorpios are sexual. Um, so, you know, uh, if you're new to astrology, we didn't want to kind of quickly run through, a few attributes of each sun sign, but didn't want to go into too much detail so we can really dive more into the moon sign and ascendant. So um, why don't you take the first three of the Zodiac?
1: Yeah, I'm kicking it off with Aries. Strong-willed, courageous, assertive. They can also be blunt and impatient. Tauruses are consistent. They're methodical. They can also be conservative and cautious. And then Geminis... My favorite Gemini sitting across from me. <laughs> Quick witted, curious, witty, flexible, yet they can be sarcastic, fickle, and devious. Mm, this is a word.
0: Why why did the devious ring so true for you? Why
1: was, was I also that... noticed that like you put mad attributes about Gemini in here.
0: That wasn't on purpose, but you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that devious? That was devious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the uh, the summer signs. So, Cancer, uh, known for being dependable, loving, yet can be oversensitive, moody, and smothering. Leos, super confident, um, born to lead, very generous. They're loyal, but they can also be stubborn, uh, self assured, and demanding. Virgo, not a Virgo was in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. They are problem solvers, they're fixers, uh, but they can be restless uh, and focused on perfection.
1: Mm. Libras, we're in Libra season right now. Mm-hmm. Friendly, idealistic, yet eager to compromise or indecisive. Scorpios, magnetic, compassionate, sensual, yet manipulative and vengeful. Sagittarius, energetic, outspoken, candid, yet blunt or inconsiderate?
0: All right. Capricorns, they are ambitious, they are organized, um, responsible, uh, they're kind, but they can be proud, suspicious, and rigid. Aquarius, my boo over here. Ooh. Innovative, mm-hmm. clever, original yet can be aloof, detached, or cranky. Why'd you put aloof in there? That's what was on the paper in the book. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Side note, this lady at work, she doesn't like me. She said that I can be rude and aloof, and I am rude and aloof to her, or I am perceived as such, because I don't want to do her damn job.
0: But continue. She must be an astrologer and knows your birthday. So
1: The gag is... She's an Aquarius, too.
0: Well, damn. (laughs) Um, Last but not least, uh, Pisces. Uh, They're adaptable. Creative, perceptive, sympathetic, yet shy, timid, or impractical.
1: So that was a fun summary of the sun signs. Let's talk moon signs. So while the sun is all about your conscious self, the moon is about your unconscious self. It deals with your emotions and instincts. The sun is considered to have masculine or yang energy, while the moon is considered to have feminine or yin energy.
0: Um, yeah, so as as Jen said, um, the moon sign is all about emotions and your internal unconscious self. Um, so let's jump into... A few of them I will start. Um, so starting with Aries moons. My youngest daughter is a Aries moon. And uh, they are self-confident and very passionate. Yet they tend to be restless, impatient, and, and always ready for battle.
1: And that is her in a very small infant body. Exactly.
0: I mean, ready for battle. Like she fights sleep.
1: Yeah, I mean, fist fight. Yeah.
0: I literally have to hold her like a like a hold to like <laughs> get her just to like stop moving her arms and legs and fall asleep. <sighs> She's like, I will not surrender.
1: No. Like, trying to get her to kind of self-soothe. She was like, oh, you want to go to war? I'm up. <laughs> I ain't getting no sleep because of y'all. <laughs> so y'all ain't getting no sleep because of me.
0: That is her. That is her. Um, all right. So Taurus moons. Um, they have a need to feel safe and secure. Um, so a lot of their emotional work um comes from that place of like wanting to just be uh secure. Um and it can make them kind of rigid. Um in Taurus moons, they're really when they get into their emotions, it's all about feeling with their senses. Um so yeah, it just makes them um an interesting emotional creature. Mm. And then last, um, for the spring signs at least, um, Gemini moons. They are quick to laugh and make others laugh. They can also be moody and flip-flop through their emotions. Uh, They spend a lot of time analyzing their feelings, and they feel with their minds.
1: I don't like this one.
0: Because you're a Gemini moon?
1: This is my business, first of all. (laughs) um so yeah no um do i flip-flop through my emotions i mean oh you don't want to tell my business on the podcast why are you saying like
0: that (laughs) why'd you do that
1: why are you asking questions you don't want the answer to (laughs) Ooh, wait that is a that's a word right there um I am very quick to laugh and make others laugh. Yes, that is true. I may be too quick to laugh sometimes. People are like, (laughs) why are you laughing? I was like, I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. But I do spend a lot of time analyzing my feelings. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. Because when that lady said I was rude and aloof, (laughs) I was like, am I rude? I don't think I'm rude. Do you think I'm rude? I don't know.
0: Why did she say that about me? That
1: hurt my feelings? I don't know.
0: But in the grand scheme of things, you don't care about her.
1: Let's not say that. (laughs) Let's not say that. She's my sister in Christ, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I wish her the best. (laughs) However, I'm trying to find the spiritual way of saying, would she eat don't make me? But... (laughs)
0: Let's talk about the summer signs in, in their moon in their mm-hmm. moon situations.
1: <laughs> okay. Cancer. The moon loves to be in cancer. Cancer moons are imaginative, vulnerable, touchy, and easily hurt, but they can also be very warm hearted and romantic. And I feel like it's a little bit of like the double edged sword of being so sensitive and you're a little bit of a live nerve that, um, You want to feel all the good things, but you also feel all the bad things too. Um, Leo moons are affectionate and outgoing with great charisma. They're easily hurt if they feel unappreciated. They feel things strongly, openly, and joyfully. Virgo moons use logic with their emotions. So they can be very precise and that can come off as rigid to others. And they can become frustrated with others that aren't as methodical as the Virgo moon?
0: Yeah. So moving on to Libras. So Libra moons are very social and they are gracious hosts. So they're the folks who love throwing the parties and want to make sure everyone else is taken care of. So they feel good when others feel good. Uh, And they express their feelings by kind of creating beauty in their surroundings. It's all about the ambiance and creating a space that others can really enjoy. Scorpio. So Scorpio moons are intense. They are intuitive uh, and capable of stronger feelings than any other moon sign. So they're just really into their feelings. You know, Drake made a whole album called Scorpion. I don't know if he's a Scorpio moon, but mm. I feel like we that, that is a... You know, showing what I'm talking about, right? And I think in in my feelings was on that album. He uh, is a
1: Scorpio, though. He's a Scorpio, Sun
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if he's a Scorpio Moon. Ooh, Lord. Um. So anyway, they they seek to find Scorpio Moon to do. They seek to find that deeper level, that soulmate connection. Um. They're really in their feelings. Um. And on the flip side, they can be quick to judge. And can hold grudges for a very, very long time.
1: He might be a Scorpio moon because this Drake Kanye beef is tired. <laughs> we are all over
0: it. I'm going to look it up. We, we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: And it's petty, Wop. It's so petty. It's very strong Scorpio energy.
0: Um, and then so the last one of the um, fall signs is Sagittarius. So Sagittarius moons are eager for the truth and they will seek adventure to find it. Um, They love to feel their emotions through experiences. Uh, Sagittarius moons tend to be enthusiastic uh, and intuitive, particularly when it comes to solving their problems.
1: Jay-Z's birthday is December 4th, right? Yeah. I'm so slow. Beyonce's song about the Zodiac. It's like, I fell in love with a Sagittarius. Oh, so slow. This whole time, I've been thinking about songs that talk about the zodiac and off task. Off task again. <laughs> and this is why we can't do this at night, even though it's a lot more fun. <laughs> because during the day, I'm like, okay, and then I have a meeting or two, and let's, da-da-da-da. I'm very like business. But now I'm just like, I ain't got nothing else to do. My baby's asleep. <laughs> However, I wanted to circle back to what I was talking about before you got me off task of my off task subject.
0: Okay, what was that?
1: Tyrese's song (laughs) about the signs left out Aquarius. Did it really? He went through 11 of the 12. And I've never forgiven him since.
0: He must have dated one and just was like, you know what? Don't do that. F that. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) She was aloof. (laughs)
1: Now, Aquarius sons are also very intelligent. Well, and he's not very smart, so... And he's talking about throwing the towel. (laughs) So... Are you going to do the winter signs? I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Capricorn moons need to feel needed. They often become leaders because they mistake external approval for love. They thrive on overcoming challenges and achieving success. They can often be reserved and guarded with others, which is interesting, a little bit of an enigma. They need external approval, but they don't want to share themselves with others. How am I supposed to like you if you won't tell me now?
0: They have a representative that they present, you know? Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Aquarius moons crave independence and feeling their own individuality. Being different is a necessity for an Aquarius moon. And they thrive on exploring new territories and being trendsetters. Pisces moons are highly empathic. They always believe the best about everyone and everything, which can lead to disappointment. Pisces moons are easily hurt, but are very forgiving. They're very creative and they feel through their imaginations. Now, I'm looking at my Pisces moon boo over here. Does this ring true for you?
0: Yes. I talked about this in the shadow work episode. I think it's true about me, but I've spent a lot of time trying to dull that highly sensitive empath Mm. nature. Um, I do think that I can be too trusting sometimes and think Mm -hmm. the best of people. And I've had to learn over time that discernment, which does not come natural to me, um, and to be more skeptical of people. So, yeah.
1: Mm. It does ring true. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that for you. Mm-hmm. That there is like a, um, like as I've peeled back the layers over the years of being your partner, mm-hmm. um, like I can see that true essence of you and like the boundaries that you've built
0: mm-hmm. beyond
1: that. So that's interesting.
0: I got a moat, I got a wall, I got a. Bar, Look, bar.
1: I wasn't going to play you. <laughs> I was not going to play you like that. I'll tell you. <laughs> I ain't scared.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so that covers the moon signs. Um, so, yeah, when you pull your birth chart, see where the moon is um, from an astrological standpoint on that 360 circle. Um, and, yeah, think about how those descriptions fit with you. And if you want more, there's always more you can Google. Um, about each of these signs, there's full page write-ups on different sites on the internet that go into way more detail than For that. For sure. Um, we will jump to rising signs. So as I mentioned before, the rising sign is also called the ascendant sign. It is the sign that was rising over the horizon at the moment of your birth. Uh, many times the rising sign is different from the sun sign. Not always, but sometimes, most of the times. Uh, And the rising sign is as described as the mask that hides your true self, the true self being the sun sign. Uh, and so the rising sign is the you that the outside world perceives or what you display when you first meet people.
1: So it sounds like it's either your representative or a projection. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, like. Does it give you a little bit of like Lion King? Like you were like presented to the world. You were born, and you know the
0: circle of life. As the sun was rising yes! up, boom! That's the sign that came up. Yeah, I, 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 felt, I felt I felt the the uh, visual there.
1: You know, I don't know any lyrics. I really was about to start um, humming, humming Cause you gibberish mm-hmm. of the circle of life. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: okay. My my when we when we first quick aside when we first got together (laughs) don't do this there were several songs that we both (laughs) really really enjoyed and we'd be in the car and and she would start singing them and I'd be like what did you say (laughs) and it'd be nowhere near the correct lyrics
1: stop acting dancing come close wow forgot about that
0: (laughs) one wow she really said stop acting dancing dancing, come come close."
1: close what are the real words
0: step back, you're dancing kind of close. Oh. I feel a little poke coming through.
1: Yeah, yes. And that's <laughs> when I said, whoa, excuse me. <laughs> I don't even think I like internalize that. I feel like I was protecting myself, protecting my inner child from the vulgarities of what was m- melodically a bop.
0: All right, so moving on to the different characteristics of the rising sign. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make a joke. What rising in 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 in? in it was the rising
1: smoke? in that song.
0: <laughs> I knew where you were going.
1: <laughs> that is disgusting.
0: <laughs> okay, can we can we talk about the rising signs? Yes, do you want to talk about something else? Well. I'm not even going to do
1: that. Dang, that was such a good song, but it's so gross now.
0: Why is it gross? It was gross then. It was original material. No one ever no one had ever made a song about that before.
1: They hadn't. But like now? Like now? That's <laughs> very
0: inappropriate.
1: It was inappropriate then, but like Control yourself.
0: Alright, um, so why don't you why don't you do the spring signs, please? <laughs> Woo!
1: Shockers and shotguns after dark. <laughs> Aries risings can appear independent and spontaneous, but they can also come off as rude or arrogant to the outside world. Taurus ascendants, they can come off as easygoing with charming manners, and Gemini rising or ascendant signs, um, they're very restless, restless. So restlessness is the hallmark of Gemini ascendant. Rising Geminis are often the life of the party. They are eternally young, change agents, and free spirits. So... Real quick, if you if you were like taking notes, I mean, I don't wouldn't expect you to. So I'm an Aquarius Sun, Gemini Moon, Gemini Rising, which is very interesting because my representative is also like my inner thoughts and
0: feelings. Mm. Your feelings are on display.
1: On display. On interesting, display. interesting. That's a real housewife cook. Oh okay. display. I'm also very restless. Like you see, I'm like Can't even focus on these beam, signs. Bam, boom, boom. <laughs> Life of the party. I'm stopped up, but I'm feeling young and free and let's go. Mm. Okay.
0: Um moving on <laughs> to the summer sign risings. Uh, rising cancers, they are talkative. They are receptive and compassionate. They know what is happening with others around them. So they're kind of tapped into everyone else's kind of uh, feelings and energy. Um, they really think that, you know, family traditions are important. They would love connecting with the folks that are closest to them, uh, but they can also be crabby and irritable at times. Leo Risings, they are bright, optimistic, and confident, but they are... Also can be dramatic. Um, Despite their appearance, they can struggle with having faith in themselves and having true self-confidence. Rising Virgos are analytical and inquisitive, but they have a tendency to let small details take on meanings far beyond their actual importance. They tend to be self-critical and critical of others. Mm.
1: Libras, rising Libras, desire peace, balance, and harmony. They have a well-developed sense of diplomacy and refined social graces. Scorpios, so Scorpio rising can initially intimidate others with their intensity, but they can be magnetic and attract others easily. In Sagittarius risings, they're unusually optimistic and they hide their problems behind humor they like to be around people, travel, and find new adventure. However, they can be impulsive in their pursuit of freedom and independence.
0: Um, moving down to rising Capricorns. Uh, they can be warriors. They often don't show their feelings and are naturally quiet. Uh, they do, however, come off as mature, organized, and driven. Uh, Rising Aquarius, they can be forward-thinking, progressive and friendly. They can be contradictory, though they love to travel and can also at the same time love to stay at home. Um, So there's that contradictory nature there. Um, They like to bust taboos and they don't conform to established beliefs that they don't agree with. Uh, And then rising Pisces. They tend to be easygoing um, as well and get along with lots of different types of people. They can be idealistic and will sometimes ignore things that don't fit into their ideal picture. And that can kind of bite them in the ass because people might take advantage of that.
1: Mm. I completely forgot your rising sign. I'm a rising Taurus. You're a rising Taurus. So... You can come off as easygoing With charming manners Very true Very true Um, The first time we officially met For reasons we don't need to get into (laughs) My friend who I was with We were just like following these dudes From place to place And I was like I am ready to go And honestly he should have been tired of us But he was so nice it's because I'm cute, but he was so nice, and the rest is history.
0: Yeah, yep, yep, yep.
1: And he was like, "Yeah, you want to come with us to sushi? You want to go with us to the club? You want to come out to the club tomorrow?"
0: Mm-hmm. Had it all hooked up.
1: Hands in his pockets, looking swaggy. Yep.
0: Yeah. But that's just the mask, you know. You got to know the real me.
1: I know, I know. And you're not easygoing at all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So hopefully you enjoyed these breakdowns and my asides weren't too annoying because that would hurt my feelings because I'm a Gemini moon. (laughs) We gave a synopsis, but you can find more details on tons of sites. Um, Astro charts, they also offer, it's not terribly expensive, but like if you just wanted to print out of like your birth chart with like some generic um details about it. They're like 20 bucks from there. Um like you know, we're not affiliated with them or anything. But again, I love the font. So it comes out in a really nice way. Like the colors look nice. And so um they have really good details too. So we'll also link our favorites in the show notes. We thought it would be fun to take a look at the big three for a couple of celebrities. Meg, do you want to go first?
0: Yeah, so I chose lebron james uh and looked up his big three so he is a capricorn sun a aries moon and a rising gemini so looking at his capricorn sun um the characteristics there he is ambitious disciplined focused i mean we see like the videos of his off-season workouts we know that like he is very regimented and disciplined about his workout schedule and how he takes care of his body. He's invested in like some like tank that he like
1: Oh yeah, like a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah,
0: that he like spends time like recovering in. Um he's also, you know, that that Capricorn son is also um it's it's fueling his relentlessness. Um and so, you know, he was when he came into the league, he was like, I'm gonna win these titles like i'm like he came in with all these expectations because his his high school games were on espn right like he came in like as the chosen one and like he didn't let any of that affect him and he like was super relentless about his pursuit for you know nba championships um on the kind of negative side um capricorn sons can be kind of ruthless in pursuit of their goals and i think you know, you can kind of see that where he will ship players out of town off of his team and be like, "Look, I want this guy out I want this guy in," um, and that's part of his Capricorn sun. Looking at his Aries moon, Aries moons tend to be, you know, popular with their friends due to their charm and confidence. Uh, and we see, you know, we see like LeBron does tend to attract quite a lot of high profile friends. Um, you know, he he's hanging out with Drake at the games for his son you know he had the whole banana boat crew him and and chris paul and carmelo and um who else was on the banana boat i forgot Oh, dwayne wait um you don't remember the the banana boat picture chad no okay so
1: i thought you were talking about the sunscreen
0: no there was <laughs> so for the the non-sports fans out there there was this picture that has kind of become famous of um Dwayne Wade and Carmelo lebron um and Chris Paul on this like yellow floating boat out in the ocean and so it became known as like the banana boat crew like their their friendship circle has become known as that as known as that so um I just say that to highlight like his popularity with his friends and like how he has these high profile friendships um with folks and you know we see his personality on Instagram and, and you know, the Taco Tuesday stuff and um, some of his little antics on on uh, social media.
1: Didn't he try to trademark Taco Tuesday?
0: There's been a lot of weird trademarks that celebrities have tried to get away with. But yes, he, he tried to trademark that at one point. Apparently.
1: Don't try and be like, you know, he's not the only one. I mean,
0: I was thinking about the Juve thing with Michael B. Jordan, which was. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Um, there have been some other ones that have kind of come up recently. So I, you um, know, LeBron is definitely in that boat with all those. Kylie
1: Jenner tried to trademark Kylie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Kylie Minogue, hello, yeah. has been here, love her anyway, um, sorry.
0: and then just looking <laughs> at his rising really quickly, um, so Jim and I rising they tend to um you know enjoy verbal jousting, he you know LeBron likes to talk trash on the court, um they have quick minds and good senses of humor, there's tons of clips you can look up of him like trading barbs with different players on the court, um and As mentioned earlier, Gemini Risings tend to have like this eternal youth, and LeBron, at his age, when a lot of the guys that were drafted with him are no longer in the league, he still seems to continue to have kind of a youthful energy to keep up with the younger players in the league. Um, And Gemini Risings also tend to be restless, as we talked about earlier, and we all know the story of LeBron jumping around different teams, leaving to go to South Beach, then back to Cleveland, then out to LA now um so it gives me very restless energy to see him bouncing around
1: of course me with my Gemini moon was like was he just making a lateral decision in his career <laughs> getting some fresh energy things were getting stale is that restless I
0: would I would say yes but you know I'm not a Gemini rising or a Gemini moon mm. like my boo over here mm-hmm.
1: my turn I wanted to do Beyonce Um, we all know that she is a Virgo. I was actually surprised that, I guess the Tiffany's thing was her big, like, 40th birthday thing that she did. I think people were a little disappointed that she didn't come out with some new music or something else. Like, we thought, like, Virgo season was going to be a thing. Um, but anyways, I digress. So she's a Virgo sun. She is a Scorpio moon. And she is a Libra rising so Virgo's son, um we see this in her work ethic, her perfectionism, and even in her shyness um there's also elements of like her perfectionism and like how her really high standards and how she like con- it seems like she controls and not necessarily in a bad way from the outside looking in controls every aspect of like her productions and her albums, and like <laughs> I feel like Virgos get a bad rap sometimes, but like sometimes they have that energy of like, I'll just do it myself. And so (laughs) like when she learned how to edit her own film and like edit like video of herself and like she was just like, I'm just going to learn how to edit that. I'm just going to learn how to produce that. I'm just going to start running my own production company. I'm just going to start doing this. Um, So she puts the whole team on her bag. So very strong Virgo energy there. Her Scorpio moon, so very in touch with her emotions, feels very deeply. Um, Can we get into lemonade? (laughs) Like, hello? Anger and like despair. And then being in love again and joyful. And like, I feel like Lemonade, definitely like as she's kind of coming to her own over the years, Lemonade was probably, maybe I'm not thinking of another one, but I feel like Lemonade was like the most emotional album of hers. Um, I would argue. Um, At least like from a, a rawness perspective, like you felt like, And I remember the moment, like when we watched Lemonade when it came out, and it was like, "Ooh, is this my business?" (laughs) Um, So, like, she gave you like the real deal. That was that Scorpio Moon, and maybe it was a little bit of getting back in him too, you know, them Scorpios holding grudges. And then, um, her Libra rising. Remember, this one is about refined social grace, and when we were putting this together and I was like reflecting back on like my perception of Beyonce, I thought it was just like very early on media training, but it, when you hear people talk about her and like that have met her, it's just very, like very gracious. Like she just has this grace about her that I think um, we definitely would have heard otherwise since then. So peace, balance, Harmony. Um, I just feel like she's like she's never been about like the rah rah. She'd be like, "Mm -mm, just keep it cute. Um, I feel like who she surrounds herself is paramount. She's kept like the same people around her for years and years and years. So that is Beyonce's big three.
0: All right. Um, So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you've pulled your birth charts and are thinking through your big three as well. Um, As we mentioned before, we'll continue to have more episodes um, in the future about astrology. And when we can get them scheduled, we will have some of our favorite astrologers on as well.
1: One thing I wanted to add, um, knowing your birth time can be a hurdle. Um, Especially like if you're older, if you were at a home birth or Et cetera etc cetera. play around with that website because I think there are some things you can pull even if you don't know your birth time you won't get your big three but you can kind of play around with it um, if you can like ask your parents like what time of day it was try and get an estimate um, you definitely want to be as precise as possible if you just don't have access to your birth certificate I definitely recommend ordering one like you know look at your state or your country and see if you can order a birth certificate with your time as it was recorded and go off of that and see what resonates with you. Um, So yeah, finding your birth time. um, For a lot of these things that we like to talk about, astrology, human design, it's very important. So hopefully you can find that information.
0: All right, guys. So as always, you can email us at chakrasandshotguns at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram account at Chakras and Shotguns. Uh, and also check out our new website, chakrasandshotguns.com
1: Yes. Namaste.